Sunday Meditation, June 21st, 1981. LL Research Channeling Hatan and Nona. Jim Channeling. I am Hatan. I am with this instrument. I greet you, my friends, in the love and the light of the Infinite Creator. We have had some difficulty initiating contact this evening. The difficulty has to do with our pleasant problem, shall we say, of an abundance of instruments from which to choose. This instrument was finally able to speak our contact after doing a bit of manipulating with the machine. As always, it is a great honor and privilege to be asked by your group to share a few of our thoughts with you. We of Hatan strive through such meetings as this to share a simple, but we feel, profound message with your people, with those who are willing to open their hearts and their minds to new experiences and new understanding of the One Infinite Creator. The new understandings are always built upon the never-changing original thought which the Creator used to create all of the creation. This thought, my friends, as you know, is based on the concept of love and the concept of unity. Throughout all of the creation, the creation is unified by love. Love is the moving force the foundation upon which all is built. We of Hatan have the simple task, it would seem, though it has not always proven simple in our past. We have the task of sharing our insights and our understandings of how love works within the density which you inhabit at this time. We hope, through these communications, that we are able to provide means whereby you might see love in action in each of your waking moments. For that is the task of your density. That is the learning which each must, to a certain degree, master before passing on to the next lesson, shall we say. We have not always been able to find means whereby we might be able to explain love to those who seek our guidance in every manner. But through continued communications with your people, we have learned much in the realm of explaining and experiencing that concept of love, whichever is sought by those of your people. This evening, we would speak a few words upon the concept of confusion and its relationship to love. It might not seem, at first glance, as an area which could be connected to love, but consider, my friends, the state of confusion. Surely each of you can remember many times when you found yourself in such a state. Look at the response which is confusion. Confusion is, as you know, a state whereby there is little activity, for activity has been brought to a halt because certain messages do not, shall we say, jibe with your ideas, 
or your preconceived notions about what should be. We would suggest that in such a situation described as confusion, that it is most beneficial to rest within that position for a few of what you might call your moments of time. Consider now and place yourself now in such a state for a few moments, if you will. Look within the boundaries of confusion. See, there appears to be no exit. Within the confusion, you have a status of motionless, motionless being. You have traveled a path up to that point and the path leads no further. You are unsure of which way you should go. Look now at the directions which present themselves, most usually in a multitude, so that you are yet more confused. Each path a possibility, yet each path an impossibility. Confusion. Consider this for a few moments, if you will. As the confusion fills your being, what shall you do? Look within your being, my friends. Can you find an openness and acceptance of your state of confusion? It is, after all, your state at the moment. Could you not perhaps claim it? It is no sin, shall we say, to be confused. Indeed, perhaps it is of great benefit. For if you can accept the situation in which you know that you do not know, then might there be the openness, the acceptance, the love within your being of this state of confusion, the openness that will allow the proper course of action of thought to be drawn to you as a magnet draws the filings of iron. For if you are open as an empty cup, then more can be added or poured into your being. But if you persist in believing that you know exactly what you need to do to keep up the image, shall we say, and bowl ahead with any plan simply to have a plan of action, then you are likened unto the cup that is full, and no more may be added until the cup is empty. Within this state of confusion, when the state of confusion can be accepted as a part of the being that is yourself, then, through this acceptance, you may find within yourself the openness to draw wisdom unto your being. Wisdom is much likened unto the forces which fill a vacuum. It is all about you. It is always available, available for the learning, available to those who make a place within their being for it, available to those who seek it, seek it perhaps by realizing that they do not know all the answers that they need at any moment. Though at every moment most entities console themselves by thinking that they know much. We of Hattan would counsel foolishness, my friends. We would counsel that you know very little, 
that we ourselves know very little. But that this state of confusion, shall we say, is a state of infinite possibilities to those who accept it as part of their being and who use it as a method of drawing wisdom unto them. We would at this time pause for a few moments so that our brother of Lytos may pass among you and to those who request assistance in their meditation. Our brother Lytos will contact each and deepen the meditative state. We would pause now for a few moments. I am Hatan. I am Hatan and am with this instrument once again. We would at this time transfer this contact to another instrument. I am Hatan. Carla, channeling. I am now with this instrument. I am Hatan and I greet you, my friends, again in the love and in the light of our infinite Creator. Yes, my friends, there is much in your illusion, which seems to you to be inconvenient and which does bring confusion. And yet, we suggest to you that without some disorder, there is no creation. Perhaps you have known entities or perhaps you have even found within yourself some tendency towards the desire for the ultimate orderliness of existence. And perhaps you have noted the sterility which this brings. Just as that which is fruitful multiplies, does so with a minimum of neatness and an excess of enthusiasm, so does confusion offer you a minimum of neatness. It is to you, my friends, that the decision is handed. Enthusiasm or its opposite. It is often difficult to be enthusiastic about the unknown. It is difficult to be enthusiastic when you truly do not know what to do. It is difficult to count oneself lucky when one seems to be lost in a sea with no shore in sight but this is the breeding ground of new beginnings, of transformations, and of wisdoms. Where are you, my friends? Where do you see yourselves at this moment? Do you see yourselves in a room, or in a dwelling, or in a city or a nation? Can you pull away and see yourself upon the surface of the planet sitting in darkness. Can you pull further, further away and lose sight of the planet altogether as you view the galaxy in which you have your being at this time? Is there any meaning to so small a piece of consciousness as one entity, you, seated in darkness on a small planet, in a minor solar system, in a reasonable-sized galaxy, among billions of other galaxies? Or is it all confusion? 
We suggest to you, my friends, that confusion is balanced by meaning, and meaning by confusion. You will not find the meaning within each moment of your existence without the acceptance of the confusion, of the foolishness of the limitations of our understanding as entities which are part of a vast and mysterious universe. The meaning is there, my friends. We have seen the laws of creation and their working never falters, to the best of our understanding. Yet, from moment to moment, the great laws disappear and confusion often reigns. If you can remain conscious both of how small a part of creation you are and of how perfect a part of it you are, you will have achieved a great deal. And this, my friends, as you know, cannot be done without meditation. We offer these thoughts to you at this time, for we know your desire to be of service to others, but we suggest to you that you first must align yourself with the original thought of the Creator in whatever situation you may find yourself, including the greatest confusion. Then, and only then, can you be of maximum aid to those about you. At this time, we would open the meeting to questions. C. Yes, I have a question. We were discussing before the meditation about entities sort of getting together before their incarnation here to set up the lessons that they need to learn and to work with each other. But it seems that many times, second-density creatures aid us in our lessons. And I was wondering, is there some coordinating force who coordinates the second-density creatures to aid in the lessons of third-density creatures? Referring to an event like what happened this week with the turtle? Hatan. I am Hatan. The cart is basically before the horse in your question, in that third-density entities may be of great service to second-density entities by offering them love. The second-density entity then mirrors that emotion and develops the responses which it is taught by the third-density entity. May we answer you further? C. Then, so our expression of love towards second-density creatures aids them in their evolution. I can see that, but it seems they're also a reinforcement for us. And it seems like many times, more than a coincidence, that situations arise where we serve them or they serve us. Hatan I am Hatan. We had to keep this instrument quiet while the machine was being changed. We understand your question and find it slightly difficult to respond to, for there are random events which, when responded to, are invested with meaning according to the response given. Thus, if a second-density creature, whether it be a tree or an animal or some other second-density entity, 
is aided voluntarily by a third density entity. This may well be a random choice, and yet it is catalyst for growth for the third density entity as well as the second density entity. The greatest help that can be given is that of the pet, as you may call a domestic animal or plant, whereby love is shared and the second density entity invested with love. This second density entity then becomes a mirror reflecting the third density entity, both in good and bad habits as you may call them, according to your own judgment. May we answer you further, my brother? C. No, I guess not. Thank you. Hatan. We thank you. Is there another question at this time? M. How does one get in touch with the infinite intelligence Ra has spoken of the infinite intelligence at length, but how do we get in touch? Hatan. I am Hatan. My brother, the answer to this question would be impossible to share except in a joking manner. We may say to you, to get to Carnegie Hall, you must rehearse. And yet that does not give you all the information which you need to know. To follow the path of love is to achieve unity with infinite intelligence, as you call it, or the one infinite creator. There is no other possibility in the end, for it is the ultimate attraction towards which we are all drawn. To achieve this contact with your present illusion, it is necessary to achieve within the self a serenity and love of self, a peaceful love of others, and an overriding desire to seek the truth. There are many avenues to intelligent infinity, all having to do with the use of the creative force of love. Meditation, healing, communication, what you may call ritual and ceremony, the proper use of the body, the mind, and the spirit, all these are ways and keys of achieving intelligent infinity contact, as you call it. We would simply say, love, and serve, and seek to know. This has been our simple message always. May we answer you further, my brother. M. Yes, Ra has spoken of several entities, both positive and negative, that were able to be of great service to others or to themselves because they were in touch with this cosmic consciousness. Yet, how did they reach that point in this particular plane and with all its confusion? Hatan I am Hatan. As we said, my brother, there is a great amount of discipline involved in this seeking. This is the seeking of the adept. It cannot be achieved quickly or lightly, for the most part, but must be sought fruitlessly and seemingly without any achievement in all patience, 
through all confusion, through all self-doubt, through all tribulation, constantly seeking, constantly asking, constantly waiting, constantly knowing that that which is sought will be found and at some moment when all is completed within your being. At some moment unknown, it will occur. And in that moment, you will know the joy of love and light and infinity. This will happen to you and to each. This is your destiny. If you consciously seek it, it will simply occur more quickly in your time measurement. May we answer you further, my brother. M. No, thank you. Hatan. We thank you also. Is there another question at this time? L. Could you speak to us on the subject of relationships between men and women on this plane? The proper state, as opposed to a number of rituals and games we've developed for interrelating? Hatan. I am Hatan. My brother, in your question lies the answer. The relationship between any two entities among your peoples would hopefully be that of love freely given and freely received, of aid and service freely given and freely received. There are difficulties inherent in your culture or societal structure having to do with possession of property, and this causes entities to consider other entities much as one business would consider another when contemplating a merger. This is not an appropriate method of polarizing towards the love and the light of the infinite creator, nor does it give the greatest opportunity for freely given service, each to the other. It is not necessary to participate in such ritualized activities in order to form deep and lasting relationships. It is, in fact, possible and we have seen it among your peoples, for entities to engage in what you call the marriage bond and remain in free and open love and service one to the other. This, however, takes a great amount of conscious awareness of the dangers of impersonal thinking on the part of each entity involved in such a relationship. In any relationship, the key is to consider service to the other entity above all things. May we answer you further? L. Yes, you made the phrase, the dangers of impersonal living. I believe I quoted you correctly. Could you expand upon that, please? Hatan. I am Hatan. When there are contracts between business entities, the contract gives each entity rights and privileges and duties. This contract then binds the entities in an agreement. This is an impersonal arrangement which dehumanizes a relationship, if it be between two entities on a personal level, and causes each to think of his or her rights and privileges 
and how to minimize the responsibilities. It is difficult not to succumb from time to time to thinking of these rights and privileges due to one who has so carefully written out this agreement and signed it. For much is given by one who signs such an agreement. These contracts between entities are of a serious nature, and this seriousness is felt by both and often becomes burdensome. Thus, entities begin dealing with each other in an impersonal way, working for their rights and privileges and forgetting that the entire source of the relationship was the boundless joy of the other company and a great desire to serve that entity. May we answer you further, my brother. L. No, thank you. Hatan. It is a pleasure to share our thoughts with you. Is there another question at this time? I am Hatan. If there are no more questions at this time, we would close the meeting through another instrument. We will contact him now. I am Hatan. L. Channeling. I am Hatan, and I greet you once again, my brothers. It has been a great pleasure for us in that, by performing this insignificant service for you, we have been able, ever so slightly, inaudible, the light of the universe, to further illumine an area which has, shall we say, drawn its blinds in the past. It is our wish, my brothers, that we be allowed, at any place or time in your lives, to assist you in whatever manner possible. For it is through you and others such as yourselves that the blind may once again be raised and the light allowed to permeate your sphere. Again, my brothers, we thank you. I am Hatan. There's a note at the bottom of the transcript that Carla channels Nona until the end of the meditation. And on that note, our transcript ends here. Go forth then, rejoicing in the power and the peace of the One Infinite Creator.